Welcome to Thoughts on the Market. I'm Michael Zizas, Head of Public Policy Research and Municipal Strategy for Morgan Stanley. Along with my colleagues bringing you a variety of perspectives, I'll be talking about the intersection between U.S. public policy and financial markets. It's Wednesday, May 12th at 10.30 a.m. in New York. The $1.9 trillion COVID relief plan that was passed earlier this year was lauded by Democrats as filling a critical economic need and criticized by Republicans as wasteful spending on disincentives for employees to return to the workforce. With that disagreement in mind, both parties were closely watching last week's jobs report. And what did they learn from the disappointing number? Well, in typical D.C. fashion, they took the report as evidence for their own view. Democrats saw the weak jobs number as evidence that there's still work to do to free the economy from the grip of the pandemic, while Republicans cited it as evidence that too many workers were staying home to collect unemployment rather than fill open jobs. The correct view may ultimately never be known, as supplemental unemployment benefits end in September, right around the time several projections have the U.S. adult population hitting herd immunity through vaccines. But the disagreement is important because it underscores how difficult bipartisanship continues to be in Washington. The debate on the jobs report highlights how parties value different narratives around policy tactics, even as they seemingly agree on policy goals. With COVID relief, both parties agreed that extended unemployment due to the pandemic didn't create a moral hazard, and therefore extra aid should be given to the unemployed. But they disagreed on how much and for how long. Those tactical differences are manifest in the argument over the jobs number, and shows how parties use them to advocate for voter support. Why should investors care about all this? Because we expect this dynamic will continue to affect the legislative process in D.C., including the Build Back Better plan. You might recall that plan includes a lot of infrastructure spending, something both parties agree is necessary. But the disagreement that continues to keep both sides apart is the size of spending and how to pay for it. We're not optimistic that those gaps can be bridged. For some corners of the market, though, that's actually good news. If bipartisanship on infrastructure fails, expect the Democrats to push legislation on their own and for spending numbers to exceed what they could get done on a bipartisan basis. That would mean more money flowing into the steel, cement, and clean energy sectors. Thanks for listening. If you enjoy the show, please share thoughts on the market with a friend or colleague or leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps more people find the show. The preceding content is informational only and based on information available when created. It is not an offer or a solicitation, nor is it tax or legal advice. It does not consider your financial circumstances and objectives and may not be suitable for you. 